Hello and welcome to another edition of the Solid Rock Minnesota podcast, a place to swing by for a brief moment for some stories or news and things to ponder. It's a place to take a small pause from your busy life. So grab yourself some coffee or a mug of tea or a pop, as we like to call it here in the North Country, and kick back for a moment. Take a breather. In my extended family, we have a Facebook group called the Engstrom Rooster Gene. It was created several years ago by family members who have inherited the um, ability to consistently wake up at the crack of dawn without any alarm and be ready to greet the day ahead. Right now, there's about 31 members there consisting of a sibling, nieces, nephews, my kids, my cousins, and their kids, and of course, a few of the spouses of the true early awakeners. Each of us has claimed to have inherited that rooster gene from my grandpa. Grandpa was a pretty quiet guy, and at least from what I remember, he loved to tell you a joke or bounce the little kids on his knee singing turkey in the straw, or he'd try to scare you by popping out his dentures at you. He never scared anyone. In fact, that became the favorite request of the young ones, to ask him to pop out his dentures. When sitting at the table with the adults, though, he'd quietly sit there while my dad and my uncles would talk politics or religion and family genealogy, and he'd just sip on his coffee and eat some sweet treat like a cookie or a donut or a piece of apple pie with ice cream on it. He did love his sweets. Well, many of my family members, um, mostly my cousins, but my brother too, they had the great fortune to live with my grandparents over the years. Sometimes it was just while building a house or finishing college, or sometimes it was just because someone just needed a break and needed a place for a short time. Grandma and Grandpa never refused opening their home to someone who was in need. Even at Thanksgiving time, there would be many friends of family members who had nowhere to go. And Grandma and Grandpa always made sure there was a place for all at their table. Even in times when they had little, they always had enough to share with others who maybe had less. I remember them telling me the story of when they lived up north on the farm during the Depression years. They lived not far from the railroad tracks, and many homeless, weary drifters looking for work would hike up the path to their house looking for food or work. My grandparents never refused a person in need. They never left a person walking back down that trail to the tracks hungry. While they didn't hire them for a job because they couldn't, they did always give them something to eat. They would share what they had. They always had something. They told us that back then when there were so many riding the rails and looking for work, the drifters would tie a red bandana near a trail up to a house. And this was a sign that the house ahead was safe, and those there would share food if they could, even if it was just a piece of bread and jam on it. I remember once when I was older and talking to my grandma, and I asked her if she ever wanted to tear down that red bandana. Well, her reply was pretty instant. Never. As long as we had food to share and others didn't, we shared. It wasn't long after that that I remember my dad and my grandpa talking one day. By this time, grandpa had some dementia and forgetfulness of current things, but he could remember anything years back. My dad was talking to him about it being time that time of the year that they jumped on the freight train heading west to look for work. Him and Grandpa reminisced about hopping the trains out to South Dakota, where my Grandpa had been born, in this tiny little town called Kennebec. It was the county seat for Lyman County, thanks to his uncles and his dad going into another town in the dead of the night. 
They removed all the vital records and such from the courthouse there in the town north of them, and then they brought it all back to them, to Kennebec, and that's how Kennebec became the official county seat at that time, and it still is to this day. Grandpa was always an early riser. I guess from living on the farm and then working the early shift once they lived in the cities, he just developed an internal alarm clock. His internal alarm clock was set for 5 a.m., even long after he retired. He could be up and ready to greet the day by 5 a.m. Grandma, on the other hand, she was the night owl. She would be up late watching Johnny Carson until midnight or reading a book. And she had a really odd way of reading books. She always read the end of the book first to see if it was worth taking the time to start the book. I guess she figured life was short and no use wasting your time on a book you aren't going to like. For all those that had the chance of living with Grandma and Grandpa, there was an added bonus. They had an official live human alarm clock. You just would tell Grandpa what time you needed to be up and he'd be by your bedside waking you up at that time. The amazing thing was he never himself used an alarm. Even if it was before 5 a.m., Grandpa's internal alarm would go off in time and get you going. If that wasn't the best thing ever, he'd have fresh brewed coffee from the glass percolator on the stove and a bowl and a spoon set out with different types of cereals on the table. And even as the years passed by and the dementia worsened, his internal alarm never failed him. You could always count on stopping by early in the morning and Grandpa would be at the door to greet you with the smell of fresh brewed coffee. You know, I'm not sure when it started, but years ago, one of the family posted on Facebook how no matter how hard they tried to sleep in, they'd always be up by 5 a.m., even on the weekends. Well, comment after comment started rolling in from the family about it's the same thing for them. No matter how late they go to bed, they're up at 5 a.m., And then Anise sent an article describing how whether you are a night owl or an early riser, it can be genetic and inherited. It's not just through environment. The study talked about hundreds of genes that play a role in whether or not you're a night owl or an early riser. And it was shortly after that that the Angstrom rooster gene group was established. And all of us affected by this genetic phenomenon are members And so are a few of the spouses of the family members, as they have been just as affected. Many of them, upon marriage, no longer have that luxury of sleeping past 7 a.m. Anything after that's considered sleeping in and missing much of the day. There are, after all, things to do and places to go and people to see. I can speak to this personally regarding my best half. While he's still sleeping and I've been up for about two hours, I start getting antsy to get the day going. So I'll go into the bedroom and silently just stare at him until he feels my presence. He'll be sleeping in bed and without opening his eyes will mumble something. I think it's kind of a complaint, but it's still unintelligible. And then he'll say with his eyes still closed, well, I guess we're up. I'm thinking with his retirement a few weeks away, I may have to give him a little extra time for a few days. Maybe 7.30 will be his new wake-up time. We all inherit so many things from our family of origin. Things like our ethnicity, our holiday traditions, even our desire to help those in need. But to be honest, the Ingstrom rooster gene is probably my favorite. It adds hours to my day, and over the years I've seen some pretty beautiful sunrises that I would have otherwise missed. 
It's been awesome to watch and see which of the grandkids have this inheritance, too. So far, it seems to be about 50-50. But then teenagers, I think, for a few years are okay to be exempt. They're on a totally different alarm clock than most of us, even in the Ingstrom rooster gene group, can understand. Thanks for listening to the Solid Rock Minnesota podcast. Time is precious, and we're very grateful and appreciate the time you have taken to give us a listen. If you'd like more information about Solid Rock Minnesota, or you'd like to hear some of our other podcasts, you can find them, along with our blog and Monday morning music, at our website, www.solidrockminnesota.com. You can also contact us there if you'd like your free Solid Rock Minnesota bumper sticker. Just message us a place to send it, and we'll pop it in the mail. Until next time, may you be filled with life, love, laughter, family, and friends, people who truly know you. Many blessings.